What is up, Fetch It fam? We are back this week with another phenomenal podcast episode, another phenomenal guest. Um, and spoiler alert, he works with a little known man named uh, David Green. If anybody's ever heard of him, Yoni, have you ever heard of this guy? Bigger pockets, baby. Bigger pockets. <laughs> so today we had Christian Batchelder on the podcast today. He is a partner with David Green on the One Brokerage. They are a mortgage brokerage company and he's located out of Los Angeles, but they will lend across, I believe, the lower 48 at the very minimum. And I think they might be into all 50 states by now, or if they're not, I know that they are working on it because I had a consultation with them not too long ago. And they are the real deal. You will hear a lot of nuggets in here. Yoni, what was your favorite part of the podcast that we had today? I think that this guy gives more than he takes. So obviously, if you're looking for a loan, you're looking to go zero to one, five to 10, whatever it is in in, in short-term rentals, this is a guy that will help you in a uh, high interest rate market like today, help you get in the game, or obviously much easier in the lower interest market. He's got a wide network. Obviously, not a lot of people get to work with David Green. And I think people should look this guy up, follow him on everything, and uh, keep a close eye on him because he's got a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. He, he seems like he's a extraordinarily nice guy and he seems like he knows his stuff. And I, I think my favorite part, other than there's there's a few nuggets in there that people are just going to have to stick around and listen for, like maybe a, a, a little uh, David Green secret society that people can get in and be a part of. So you have to listen towards the end to get that. And then uh, he announced that he has a book that's coming out soon that I believe anybody in their 20s or really anybody of any age or if they're older and they have kids that are going to be, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, something along those lines, that instead of the only option that they have is their 401k, he lays out a path that people can use real estate for retirement, not just in the traditional sense, but also in a uh, a very unique way that I have not ever heard of. And I've listened to God knows how many hours of podcasts and uh, listened or read so many books. So it's phenomenal. Stick around and listen for that. But I think the most interesting part about all of this is talking to him about interest rates and talking about the state of the market, because he was saying saying that, you know, interest rates are high right now. So a lot of people, they're stressed out. They're thinking, I don't know if I want to be, you know, investing right now because it's it's killing my cash flow because they're trying to run it off of a two and a half percent interest rate that they could have got a year and a half ago. And so he was talking about how with their company, they literally have people sitting in the lurch with hundreds of millions of dollars and they're ready to pounce. And so uh, I think amongst a lot of other people that I've listened to that everybody's afraid to buy right now. And so whenever people are fearful, you should be aggressive. At least that's, you know, the the stance of a lot of people whenever it comes to uh, investing, obviously do it smart. Obviously make sure your numbers work. Like Christian said, make sure that you've got a healthy amount of reserves set aside, make sure that you're making a good investment. But if the property hits your buy box, if it hits your cash on cash return, you're getting enough cash flow to make sure that you're covering all your expenses, plus making some money on top of that. And you feel comfortable with it, pull the Trigger. Don't worry about the interest rate. That's temporary. That can change over 30 years. And so that, that was really, really eye-opening for me how much money he said is sitting on the sidelines right now, just ready to attack. Yeah, I would say that was very well said, David. The other couple of things I think people should hone in on when listening is he the book he's coming out with is called One House a Year. I thought it was a great name. The other thing that he talks about that I thought was super interesting is he's developing a network of verified professionals in the space, whether it be real estate agents, loan officers, people that are very active in this short-term rental world and just be able to, and it'll be on Discord. So if you're familiar, it's sort of like WhatsApp, Facebook, Messenger type of idea, but a little bit more organized. 
And uh, if you do a loan with him, you'll have access to this. So I think, like I said, like we said, he gives more than he takes, which I think is a sign of a high character person outside of him being an amazing hustler and unique person in real estate. So definitely reach out to him. And at the end of the pod, he talks about where to reach out to him. Yep. Couldn't have said it better. I think we're ready to get Christian in. So let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. We are back today with another episode of the Fetch It podcast. We have a very special guest today, Christian Batchelder. He is with the uh, One Brokerage, where he partnered with a, a no-name gentleman of David Green. And uh, we are very lucky to have him on today. Uh, Christian, can you do us a favor and introduce yourself? Let us know who you are, what you're doing, how you got started. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Just like you said, I partnered with somebody that nobody recognizes. Um, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, um, started out basically as a realtor, loan officer, just kind of trying to find my way in the industry, ended up um, having a knack at it, right? Having a knack at being able to connect with people, ended up running in um, similar rooms. Obviously, the question that everybody always asks is, how did you meet David, right? How did, how did that happen? Um, ended up just really, really surrounding myself with people of similar mindset, similar integrity, similar drive and work ethic in the industry. Um, and we just happened to meet a mutual client where he was the realtor. I was the loan officer and we meshed right off the bat. Oh my God, this guy works at the pace that I work. This is so nice, refreshing, yada, yada, fill in the blank. Um, turned out when he wanted to uh, branch off into starting a loan company, I was on his shortlist. Um, partnership blew off right off the top. Um, you know, right, right from day one, we've been working at a different speed than um, anything I've done in my life up to that point. Um, super exciting. Um, I guess little kind of weird facts about me. Um, I was actually a chemical engineer. Um, that was my major in uh, college. I graduated from UC Berkeley. Um, hated it. <laughs> Did not resonate with it at all. Um, but found my way into this crazy world, both on the service side as well as the investing side. Um, I've been involved in 17 short-term rental projects. I'm currently holding, I want to say 11 of them. Um, I've either flipped or arbitraged or other things with the rest of them. Um, and yeah, finding my way through this crazy world, just like everybody else right now in this, this wild economy. So, uh, quick question. You said 11 STRs currently right now. Correct. Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe what your favorite one is? Oh, my favorite one. That's a good question. (laughs) Um, I definitely talk, uh, I buy primarily in three different markets. Um, I own in Virginia, Florida, and Tennessee, um, Tennessee, no surprise, the Smoky mountains. Um, I have four or five, I believe in the Smoky Mountains, um, ranging from the cheapest one was 600K. The most expensive one was just under 2 million. Um, in Florida, I own all along the coast, um, West Coast in Bradenton and Tampa, um, East Coast in Fort Lauderdale and Pompano Beach. Um, those are my two markets that I love. Um, in Virginia, I own in and around Virginia Beach, um, right, right near some military bases and things like that. Um, I am 100% a short-term rental investor. I believe in the space. Um, I do not believe it is saturated. I believe it's oversaturated with bad Airbnbs. Um, I believe it is significantly undersaturated with good, well-run, competent hosts. Um, And I think they're few and far between, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, those those are markets that I've I've picked because of whether it's ordinances or accessibility to purchase prices that I felt to be satisfactory for my pursuits. Um, and cash flow potential, right? Those are markets that it's possible to cash flow um, in all different ranges of, of purchase prices. 
So you're, you're right in my, my well, current neck of the woods, I suppose. I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana, but I'm actually uh, down here in Fort Lauderdale, Pompano area there for the winter. So, dude, we've been we've been looking around trying to see if there's anything, but we just we couldn't make anything happen. But we do love the market. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you're, you're investing in the kind of these bigger, a little bit more pricey markets. So bring us all the way back to the beginning. What was the very first short-term rental like? And was that prior to becoming a loan officer or was that afterwards? Good question. Um, so I started... My investing journey probably later than a lot of people would assume. Um, I became a quote unquote expert advice giver in the space before I bought my own. Um, and that was because I prioritized my businesses over the real estate, right? I wanted to be able to purchase at the pace and speed at which I felt like I wanted to grow. And I couldn't do that until my business was off the ground because I wanted to be actively involved in my real estate. I wanted to have a say in the management. I wanted to have a say in the market, be able to underwrite my own properties. And I couldn't do that when I was growing a company, right? Once I was able to delegate a little bit, offload responsibilities, not completely. Obviously, I'm still very much involved in the one brokerage, but got loan officers who could talk to clients, got admin staff who could hire processors and you know work through all of the, the, the iterations of running a business. Um, I bought my first property in 2019. Um, it was in the Smoky Mountains, um, 650,000. It's probably worth 1.2 now. Um, I was gonna say, would, is it possible other than 30 years ago, is there a better time to get into the Smokies than like very 2019? True. <laughs> very true. Um, and I was lucky enough to obviously enter at that point. Um, and obviously I, I was, was, uh, benefited by the time hundred percent, but I still employ strategies that I believe can work in any market and I'm still buying today. So the people who said you buy it for two years and you got it, you know, you got lucky. Um, no, I'm buying right now with rates being where they are, right? You just have to employ the right tactics to succeed in any market. Okay. You, so digging into that. Oh, go ahead, Yoni. I was going to say, can you, can, can um, David, hold, hold that question for a second. There's a lot of people that are doing analysis paralysis around the interest rates. You want to yeah. talk, do you want to give us a quick uh, maybe pump up speech, maybe thesis as to why they should not fear that and why they should continue being uh, greedy when others are fearful? Yeah. Great question. Um, I always use this analogy for people who are afraid of debt, afraid of interest rates. Take just the number away. Just take the number away. If I told you you had to pay me $1,000 a month, but I would turn around and give you $1,500, what if your interest rate was 100%? Who cares? Do, do you care? Probably not, right? <laughs> if you're giving me 1000 bucks, but I'm turning around and giving you 1500 but you think, oh man, but I could only be giving him 600 a month instead of a thousand. Yeah, but no, you're still getting 1500 back. That's yeah. kind of my analysis of interest rates. Yes, are deals easier to make work when rates are in the threes? Of course, that's common mm -hmm. sense. Of course, everybody's wanting to wait for that. What I will tell people is as a mortgage broker, and I think we got an award last year of being in the top 1% brokerages in the nation. I think we're number like 16 or 18 or something like that currently. Um, wow. We're a very large brokerage, right? Um, and that's like compared to everybody. That's like you know, credit unions, everything. What I can tell you, and that's not to boast, that's to lay the foundation for, I see the amount of people who are pre-approved right now. I see the amount of money sitting on the sidelines. This is not fear tactics. Please don't take it this way. This is not me saying buy with red demon eyes and flames behind me. <laughs> what I am saying is you need to have an amount of reason in your decision-making. If you are waiting when I'm, I'm, I kid you not, guys, we have hundreds of millions of dollars of people's buying power pre-approved right now. Hundreds of millions. Wow. That are sitting there waiting for rates to drop. And and what I love is, uh, 
excuse me, just saw or just heard on, uh, you know, the, the original podcast with David and Rob, he was, you know, using the analogy of like, you know, a truck going down the hill. The truck has the inertia. It's going down the hill. And so what we did and what the Fed did was they pumped the brakes by raising interest rates. The truck still wants to go down the hill. There's only something that's pulling it back, and that's the interest rate. As soon as the interest rates come back down a little bit, that truck wants to move again. And so I I completely agree with you. I think that there's a lot of people that are sitting on the sidelines right now. And as soon as we see a little bit of a tick down or we hit, you know, like the the fives or something like that, I think it's going to be a feeding frenzy again. So I'm, I'm in total agreement with you. Yeah. And it's funny because it's I, I don't know if there's going to be a number where the interest rates hit that that that's what does it. Um, you know, I, I can just tell you there's going to be some sort of a net, some sort of something that it's not going to drop by much because the moment it does, there is I mean, I, I wish I could explain express this in terms that would resonate with bar. I am one broker. We are one company and we have hundreds of millions of dollars in pre-approvals currently <laughs> issued. We are one. I'm not Chase. I'm not Wells Fargo. I'm not Union Bank for Bank of America. They have billions of dollars in pre-approvals, I'm sure. Of. Yeah. Who do you think's pre-approved? It's the people with cash, with assets. Mm-hmm. So everybody's thinking, oh, but if the market goes down, nobody has any more money. No, like, it's sitting right here, ready to buy. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, when a, when a corporation buys a property, it's essentially put into a black hole. That property is never on the market again. Vanguard, BlackRock, they buy single family homes and they never sell them again. So they're mm-hmm. reducing supply. You know, Zillow was buying homes for a while. I know their home buy- iBuyer program didn't work <laughs> out very well for them. But these, these companies, you know, some fail, some succeed, but the ones who succeed, they never go back on the market. So that's a single family home that is never going up for sale again. You know, if that's happening and you're trusting where, you know, the people who follow, you know, Warren Buffett to a T, like it's people on the same plateau as Warren Buffett is making decisions to invest in single family homes. You know, it probably would be pretty smart to follow them, right? Whether it's short-term rentals, whether it's long-term rentals, regardless, this is more of just a real estate argument. Um, but it's my biggest contention against interest rates is, man, if, if you can find something that cash flows, if you can be a good host that provides a unique opportunity, even in long-term renting, I don't care what it is. Your strategy is your strategy, but purchase within your means, purchase with proper reserves. Don't send every last dollar you have into real estate. I would advise you that if it was an absolute guaranteed result, because you could get sick tomorrow, right? Like have some reserves, but buying intelligently, using all these programs like your guys's fetch it like rob's host concourse like all these things that you can take utilize them because it increases your chance of success right and if you can do 100%. that you're above 90 percent of the competition immediately completely agree yeah so so with these people you know uh, worried about interest rates and stuff like that so um your loan company i know that you guys do you know some creative type of financing it's not just the you know the standard you know general run of the mill loans so can you guys kind of touch on some of that to where like because the majority i would say our listeners are short-term rental investors so what are some loan packages that people may not know about that you guys could offer yeah, pretty cool. We're in the very fortunate position where um, usually a broker doesn't have any control about the products. It's like the lender who lends the money. Um, we do enough volume to actually have a say in the product. So we've created a few like that are like mm. proprietary to us. Now they're around multiple places, but we helped create them. Um, and like you said, we do the standard, the conventional, the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, if you want a house hack or get into a first home, all that stuff's the easy stuff. Most brokers, most lenders will offer that. Where we thrive is when you convert to 
short-term rentals, seasoned investors. Maybe you have more than 10 properties and you don't qualify anymore. Or maybe you're self-employed and don't qualify anymore. We have a product called, for instance, our DSCR product. It stands for Debt Service Coverage Ratio. It does not matter if you understand what those words mean. The gist of it is that I don't care about what's reported on your tax returns. I don't care about you what you make on your W-2. This is what we refer to as an asset-based loan. Okay, This is the lender wanting to basically be an equity partner with you. The lender saying, we trust so much in real estate and the cash flow possibility in real estate right now, that as long as you buy a cash flowing asset, we'll lend on it. A lot of people, I'll give a little asterisk. A lot of people say, oh, that sounds like 2008. No, in 2008, they were doing this with 0% down. (laughs) You got to put 20% down, right? Somebody who's buying a $500,000 house, you got to have a hundred grand. That's the barrier to entry. And right? and better than a 400 credit score like back in 08 as well, right? That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so that's, that's a little bit of a difference. There's not free loans anymore. But we've edited the product a little bit to instead of use long-term rents, historically with the DSCR loan product, you have to go based on what the property rents for long-term. In the Smoky Mountains, a cabin long-term rents for a thousand bucks a month because nobody rents it, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody comes to the Smokies and lives there for six months of the year, right? Yeah. We created a product where we're able to substitute in things like AirDNA projections. AirDNA says the property will do 100K a year. Perfect. That's eight grand a month. Eight grand a month is going to be more than your mortgage payment, most likely, right? Unless you're yeah. buying some crazy property. Um, and we can qualify you based on the rental projections that short-term rental properties provide. Granted, it's in a good area. We don't offer, you know, you can't go buy something in downtown Detroit, right? Nobody's mm-hmm. going to, you know, the Airbnb specific places. Um, but that's a product we're really proud about. And we've helped being able to help a lot of people, everyone from their first Airbnb to people like Rob and David, who are on there. God knows how many now. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think that that's a phenomenal product for so many people because, um, even, you know, not for like these super sophisticated guys like David and Rob and whatever, like it works out well for somebody that maybe has a super, super successful construction business, but they've only been in business for 12 months or something, but they've yeah. made a hundred G's out of nowhere. And then they can take that hundred thousand dollars put it as 20% down on a $500,000 house because they don't have two years worth of tax returns for their business. They can't really prove their income or anything like that. But the beauty is that they can take that money and they can qualify for that loan whenever they normally wouldn't have. And so, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic loan product. And even that same situation, somebody that has the two years, but writes off all their income. Right. Mm, yeah. Construction businesses that make 100K don't make 100K on paper. <laughs> right. They're utilizing <laughs> purpose, write-offs. Yeah, exactly. They're writing off their phone bill and their utilities and their office space and all that. Right. So, uh, uh, conventionally speaking, you may not look like a very good loan applicant, but in reality, you are because you have a cash flowing business. Right. Um, so, those are the part, those are two of the prime examples of people who can benefit from this product for sure. I have, a, I, have a, I, have a, I have a rookie question for you. Go for Would it. a DSCR loan? work for somebody who's not a U.S. citizen or you have to be a U.S. citizen to have a DSCR loan? Good question. We have alternatives from that. It's not the DSCR loan specifically. It does require citizenship, but we do have what are referred to as foreign national loans. They're underwritten very similarly. However, they usually have an increased down payment requirement. So 30 to 35% down are usually required there. We have some products with 20 and 25. Rates are going to be pretty uncompetitive with that. It's probably going to be around 9 to 10 to 11% probably. Um, So possible they're just not going to get the absolute most prime product that they could otherwise. That's fascinating though. That So within that hundreds of millions of uh, dollars of potential equity partners you have, there, there's some people you can, you can include everybody. That's really, yeah. that's really the message. We make, we make a really 
strong push. And granted, we're not the lender for absolutely everybody, right? We're not the best HELOC lender in the world. We're not the best lender on land in the world, right? If there's no structure on it, the more niche, you know, things like that, we just, we don't, you know, we're not the best lender if you have like a $40,000 loan, right? Usually our minimum loan balance hovers around a hundred thousand, but for things where people are looking to grow a portfolio, you're, you're, you know, you're at scale or looking to grow your scale and you're, you're starting to turn things over and you need some more creative loan products, man, we, we slide into that need very well, just with the, with the products that we've created and the resources that we've built up. Um, I, I believe in investing and growing wealth through real estate. And we've ran this company to help people accomplish that with every means possible. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. So with however, with the amount of loans that you guys are pumping out, you know, something that everybody's always interested in, especially in the short-term rental space, everybody's looking for where's the next little, you know, nugget spot to invest in. Where are you guys still seeing a lot of like the, you know, the sunshine states, like the Florida, Texas, the Carolina, stuff like that? Or where, where's a lot of people, you know, applications coming in from? Is there kind of a, a new influx of things that you didn't really expect? Or is it still kind of the same status quo? Yeah, good question. I don't know if I want to give everybody's uh, stees away. <laughs> Everybody's focusing right <laughs> sure. now. But I'll shout out a couple. Um, we absolutely are still getting applications. Sunshine states, Car- Carolina's been bigger than I expected. Even um, we got a lot in both North and South Carolina. Um, Tennessee still, we still have going strong. Believe it or not, um, in the Smokies, we have a really good property manager and referral network out there. So we usually partner somebody up with the whole train of services. Um, so that's good, but. Um, you know, you'd be surprising. We see a few in Colorado, you know, and around okay. the Rocky Mountains, um, some success there, as well as kind of rural Washington and Oregon, which kind of surprised me more inland Washington and Oregon, kind of in the woods. Um, some really cool areas there. And then the 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 classic Joshua Tree. We still we have a sure. real estate team in SoCal. So um, obviously we do the real estate team's loans. Um, you know, after Rob's been talking about West Virginia a little bit, I've seen some trickling in from there. Um, I'm really targeting certain areas of Arizona, not necessarily Scottsdale, um, in the, the greater Phoenix area. Um, I want to give away my, my, my spot, but, um, Sedona, Arizona is pretty unique. Um, that's kind of where I'm looking at right now. There's you guys just Google the Canyon views and Sedona, Arizona. It will blow your mind. They are incredible. Um, and I would love nothing more than a big fancy property that is staring at those mountains every day. That is, that's a pretty top tier stuff right there. Um, those would probably be my, my ones that come off the top of my head for sure. Alabama, Gulf Shores, Galveston, Texas, we see some as well. Um, but those, those are definitely the hotspots. Gotcha. Yeah. The, the Pacific Northwest, Northwesterners, that's probably, uh, Kai Andrews tribe that he's got out there. You know, he, he's true. probably <laughs> a bunch of people are investing out that way. Yeah. Yep, yep, okay. Yep. Um, so if we were moving into, uh, something else, like, um, we already kind of talked about like target customers for, um, for the one brokerage, um, so with your business itself, like whenever people are trying to expand, we're always trying to help people out here on Fetch It. So with the one brokerage itself, like what's something that the listeners could do for you guys that could help you out? Is there anything that we, they could do to provide value to the one brokerage or to you specifically? What are you guys looking for? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're a service-based business. So um, good feedback referrals, obviously, is, is what any salesman's going to say. But I may pivot a little bit and say how we can help each other. Um, we are building, this is actually going to be one of the first places that I announce it. We're building a client network space. Um, this is going to be a place where at any point in the day, there's going to be a direct line kind of similar. You guys, I'm assuming are familiar with Rob's, uh, uh, host con like discord group and Facebook groups where pretty much you ask a question and boom, answer, boom, answer, boom, answer. Right. Usually it's this guy responding right here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know you're very active on the forums there. Um, but we're building something that 
industry professionals can get together and be the advice givers. So think of a host camp, think of a land hacker as Kai's course, think of even like a bigger pocket, so to speak, right? That, that kind of resource where people can gather together and answer questions, but everybody answering the questions is a licensed professional in that field. So for instance, we're going to have a group where real estate agents are in there at all times, short-term rental specials, lenders are in there at all times, insurance agents are in there at all times, a tax advisor at all times, a property manager at all times. And you're in a discord group. For those of you familiar with discord, it's, it's just a Facebook, essentially. It's a way that you can jump around and talk to different people. And you can literally in 30 minutes, have an intro call with a realtor, a consult call with a lender, a quote provided by an insurance agent, a property manageable proposal sent to you, <laughs> and then a targeted tax situation built for you by a tax advisor. That's amazing. I'm, I'm building that currently, and it's going to be offered for free to our past clients. So anybody who's done a loan for us. So those of you who are interested in having access to a network like that, there will be a paid option as well. Um, but we really want to give back to the people who have trusted us so far with their business, um, provide as much value as possible in the very similar nature and, and theory as to why bigger pockets was invented in the first place. It's the same concept, pouring value into people, providing a resource and a network where people can go get their questions answered. Super excited about it. Um, it's going to be posted here probably in the next couple months. We're recording this. I hope you guys don't mind me saying the recording day, but February 7th and 23. Um, I don't know when this is going to air, but we're recording in February 23. I'm hoping by, you know, maybe March or April, we're going to have this thing active. Um, but that's very excited for it. Absolutely phenomenal. And so I think that that's, you know, almost running in the same vein. I think people are starting to realize the more that we're going digital, more that we're going online, the more that there's a need for essentially, you know, human interaction and community, whether it's online or in person. And so yeah. like Pace Morby, Jonathan and I, we talked a lot about Pace Morby and his sub two group. I mean, that is like, you know, Phenomenal they're like blood brothers in there, yeah. man. Like the, those people are soldiers. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. Soldiers. And so <laughs> exactly right. right. And so, um, yeah, I think that that's super, super smart. Very, Oh, just so smart because then like the reason that one of the main reasons that I joined um, host camp was because I knew that there was a phenomenal Facebook group. I talked to some people that yeah. were in it. And so whenever you can get in there, you can literally ask any question that you want to in any sort of a network or go to that search bar and type in. Cause I was looking into some other Midwest markets for medium term rentals for myself. So I just went into host camp and I searched in like those cities and found people that were like living there. They might be not, you know, doing medium term rentals in that place, but just having somebody that is a trusted resource and this would be even more of a trusted resource because they're verified professionals then i mean that's phenomenal that is that is absolutely phenomenal i love that yeah and i you know i don't want to put a put a cloud over it but i think it's very important to address the obvious with what you said with technology accessibility to investing is lower than it's ever been the barrier to entry is very low i mean look at what happened with crypto how many people do you know that invested in crypto that had no idea what they were buying? <laughs> that, right. That was the barrier, the, to, the barrier to entry is nothing, <laughs> right? Like there's absolutely, you got to download an app to buy money. Exactly. Right. It's like absolutely. No, so, and real estate's kind of trending that way, right? You, there's Zillow now there's like iBuyers. There's like all these things where like, you know, it's kind of shredding around aside a lot of like the very, you know, integral stuff of the, the transaction that used to be right. You used to be able to not see a property without a realtor. Right. That was built that way, not just to protect realtors income. That's what the public will tell you. But it was built that way to protect the integrity of the industry. Right. 
We, we don't want people going through properties that aren't verified. We don't want people seeing properties that aren't qualified. You know, we don't want you, you know, doing all these things and trashing people's house and all. There was like a layer of security that's kind of been shredded back, right? Everything's been shredded away from the industry. Same with lending. You can go on lendingtree.com and get a quote in five seconds. Is it a good quote? No, because they didn't pull your credit. They don't know your income, <laughs> right? Yeah. But if you have a resource that shreds away all that and builds it back up into, hey, I know the, equ- the access to all of this is as low as it's ever been, the buried entry, but so has the access to advice. We've shredded mm-hmm. away all that, over- that obje- uh, obstacles to overcome now. Now your barrier to advice is very low. You got to join a Discord group. That's it. Yeah, I, I have a question because I, I, I meet so many people trying to go zero to one and are filled with analysis paralysis. You're yeah. giving, you're giving more than you're taking. What is something that, some, what is the type of person somebody could connect with inside that network that would help them go from zero to one, or they would already be on the on the way to one because it would be doing alone. But I'm just, what is something that would help somebody with that is almost about to start or is about to start and they're looking to expand rapidly? We've. That person almost assuredly does not understand what they're doing yet. So the first step, and I'm biased because obviously this is what I do as a service, but I think if you're not having the first conversation with your broker, your, your lender, it could be a bank, it could be whoever, don't, you don't need to come to me. This is not some you know, self-pitch, a lender, a credit union, a bank, whoever you want to use, I don't care. If you're not having your first conversation with them about what you qualify for, how it's going to impact your finances, if it's going to prevent you from buying in the future, what your goals are 5, 10, 15 years down the line, are you looking to create an inheritance plan? Are you looking to supplement retirement? Are you looking to quit your W-2 job? Right? Are you just looking for passive income and you don't really care if it cash flows, you just want it to sustain? Whatever those are, if your broker is not asking those questions, he's not a good broker. He's not a good loan officer. He's not really putting your best, your best interest first. If that's the case, talk to me one and then talk to another one until you do find one that you can grow and scale and get proper advice with. So first step, if somebody has that, it's probably because they haven't had the right words of advice placed in the right order that resonates with their mind yet. And this is not just like, go talk to a good salesperson, right? Like Pace Morby is the best salesperson I've ever seen in my life. He's phenomenal, <laughs> but he totally. may not, he may totally. not resonate with everybody, right? There's some people who look at Pace Morby like, oh, that guy. There's a million people look at him like, holy crap, you're amazing, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. which he is. He's, re- but, he's, real, he's real estate Jesus. Correct. But you have, <laughs> you have to be able to partner up with somebody who resonates with the way that you think. And that person who's stuck on phase zero going to A or phase whatever, zero going to one, is stuck because they haven't quite unlocked their thought process yet. And you have to get somebody on your team, in your network, in your corner who can get you to step one. Cause once you're at step one, man, you talk about that truck rolling down the hill, man, this stuff is addictive, dude. <laughs> and so, and so I, I completely agree with what you're saying there because like with uh, Pace Morby and his sub two students, like uh, Yoni and I, we've done a couple of uh, fetch it calls with them where they go through the product and then they do some cold calling and stuff. And we get to see, you know, them in action and it's very interesting, but something that they talk about too is like, 
you know, I'm part of their just, you know, general Facebook group, Paces Creative mm-hmm. Facebook group. It's like 60,000 people, but I think there's only, I, I can't even say a number. I think it's around like eight or 10,000 actual like sub two students. Yeah. And so anytime that somebody posts something in that Facebook group, they're like link up with a student. They'll, te- they'll, they'll help you. They have to help you. Like there's no, there's no question about it that they will help you. And 100%. so it sounds like you guys are trying to build something very similar to where you're in this ecosystem of trustworthy, you know, knowledgeable people that are willing to help you. So then, you know, you are trying trying to get to that first property and you know that, Hey, XYZ guy is out in, you know, Asheville, North Carolina, and he's a phenomenal lender. And then he likes this real estate agent. And then you get a chance to talk to them and you just save yourself hours and hours of, you know, yeah. calling people, trying to figure out stuff, trying to figure out who's trustworthy, who's not, because, you know, you have a a, a group that's, you know, self vetting people, because if there's a bad apple in there, that group's going to call them out. And so the can't, the can't stress that enough. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Having somebody in your real estate, in your referral network who clouds your name is very difficult, right? Yeah. Oh, I referred to this realtor. Oh, your realtor was kind of a, was kind of a butthole. Okay. Well, that kind of makes me look like a butthole now, you know? Yep. So, okay. How do I fix that? I can't refer to that guy anymore, but now I just lost the client and I didn't just lose a client for me. I lost a client for my realtor referral. I lost a client for my insurance referral. I lost a client for my property management referral. I may have lost Rob a client for his host camp because who knows what that person may have been interested in. And now they're out of my network entirely because somebody did a bad job. This is the solution to that where just never leave our network. We'll build the whole thing for you and everybody's vetted. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I love that. You know, it's it's something funny. I was I was talking to somebody the other day that I like, this is going to sound crazy, but I like hiring people that are active on Twitter. Same way to be active on podcasts because I can see their stream of consciousness and stream of thoughts over a very long period of That's time. That's actually a good thought. I like that. <laughs> over a very long period of time. So it's like, okay, I know I know you think. I see consistencies or inconsistencies. The community aspect that you're building is sort of in that vein. Like yeah. they're going to self-correct for you. They're going to kick, you know, it, oh, Joey, you're not it. Bye-bye. You know, and they're going to, and it's going to just, the, the the cream rises to the top. I forget the Absolutely. exact saying, right? Like what you're doing is actually you're curating the best professionals over time because at the end of the day, that's what's going to win. And it will only compound and build with time. So I'm really excited. Um, I, I think it's a little early to say, but is there any, is there somewhere that people should, is there like a form people can submit or a website people? Yeah, we're to? starting, we're starting with people who are past clients, just building up the user base right now. It's only my company who's in here. Um, but once we have it built, we'll, we'll offer it initially to past clients. If you guys are interested, um, obviously my business is called the one brokerage. Um, we have the domain v one brokerage.com pretty straightforward, easy to find. Um, if you are interested in anything, we have an intake email called intake, I-N-T-A-K-E, at the onebrokerage.com. Um, and my email, if for whatever reason somebody wants to get in contact with me personally, Christian at the onebrokerage.com. Um, and that's that's all accessible to anybody who shows interest. So does this this mystery group, does it have a name yet that could be announced? We're calling it our client network space. It will absolutely have a name. It may have something. I, I, David has a couple ideas. Um, obviously, David, David will need to talk to Brandon together. a little bit. And Brandon will yeah. come up with something <laughs> kitschy, right? <laughs> That's right. Bearded Brandon can have some some uh, alliteration going on there or something. But That's right. um, we'll have a, we'll have a fun name before it gets released. But right now, it's just it's tentatively called our network space, our client network space. But hey, listen, you we we like we like names. We're good with names. If you want to hit anyone up, we're here. You know, me there and you David go. <laughs> I appreciate That's the phenomenal, offer. man. <laughs> phenomenal. I appreciate uh, you sharing the the little the little teaser, the little tidbits. That's exciting. Yeah, 
All right. So I think we're, uh, we're about 40 so minutes in. Let's, uh, we're going to start moving into some of our questions that we try to ask most of our guests every awesome. uh, week to try and just, you know, have some uh, continuity. Um, so one of the first questions that we like to ask people, um, most investors, they're usually, uh, at least interested to some degree in reading. And so it doesn't really have to be a real estate specific book. It could be a business book. It could just be, we had a, um, a fiction book last week with one of our guests and it was something I never there heard of go. before and I bought it already. And so, uh, uh, any sort of a book that you've read in the past that has changed your life and you thought that it impacted you in a positive way? Current books, though, I would be not a good partner if I didn't shout out. David Green's got a plethora of books, everything from being a good realtor to the long distance real estate investing book to Burr, Build, Rent, Rehab, Refinance, Repeat. Um, anything David Green written is, uh, is, is a good place to start if you're interested in getting into real estate. I uh, couldn't agree I, more. I, I totally agree with that. Very amazing. One House a Year is a great name. So, um, I'm, I will definitely be reading that. That'll be, that's on my list. I'm a big reader. David's a big reader. So awesome. I will definitely you, be reading you, that. You, uh, I think you might've named it after me because I think we, my wife, she, she says we're never moving again because we moved five times in the last five years, but we just keep hopscotching <laughs> along. And there you it's, go. It's, I love it. It's a phenomenal way to, you know, just build up some, uh, easy wealth. And so just, it's just to get on a little, game, man. It's a yeah, to get on a little a little side tangent that I tell a lot of people about. It's like if you have just a little bit of flexibility and you're young and your your wife is willing, <laughs> if you can um you know hop into a new property every 12 months. A lot of people don't realize that you can throw 5% down on, you know, five different houses 5 years in a row as long as your, you know, debt to income ratio um, you know, can handle it. 100%. You can have a portfolio of five houses, then you move into whatever the white picket fence is after that, yeah. and you've got four or five rentals pumping out money for you and then you're sitting on them for the next, you know, 30 years and by the time you're 50, all of them are paid off and they're all, you know, doubled in value. It's it's infinitely better than any 401k that's out there. And you think about it, you know, I'm, I don't want to spoil every part of it, but if you, uh, you know, <laughs> think about that 30 year plan in 30 years, you have 30 houses paid off uh, or at least one house a year converting to being paid off. Uh, you have cash-free income in your retirement in the multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars via cash out refinances because debt is not taxed to quote Robert Kiyosaki. That's his favorite line oh, lately. Um, the but your first year of retirement, you have the year you bought in year one, 30 years later, $500,000 house, you can cash out 400,000. You know, show me a 401k that's going to pay you $400,000 oh in tax-free income a year in retirement. Dude, that's brilliant. Oh my gosh, dropping nuggets. I love it. Love it, love it, love it, man. Replace All your right. 401k with real estate. Totally. <laughs> I I, I totally I totally agree with that. Um so I have a question, another another personal question. Sure. Something that struck stuck out to me about you, Christian, at the beginning was you were saying you became a subject matter expert, built out your businesses, delegated, and then went into real estate. So I was just thinking in my head, how I'm trying to get to the core of what makes each guest unique and what their superpower is. So I guess I, what we've learned is that goes down to habits. You know, it might be something the way they think. It might be something that they do physically every single day. Um, what is your best habit that you think got you to where you are? Because there's only, there's not that many people that work with David Green. There's not many people that are yeah. potential equity partners with hundreds of millions of dollars. There's not a lot of people that know this STR market cold, 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 like the way you do. So I'm just <laughs> sitting here listening to you this whole time. And I'm like, what makes this guy tick? How did he get to this place? Because these are, I want to get to this place. So selfishly for me, tell me what your, what, what is a special habit that you have? That's an awesome question. Um, I've been asked versions of this before, never exactly like that. I've been asked like my purpose, my why, things like that, right? Um, 
And I, I've, I've struggled finding an answer because I feel like I'm still trying to find it, right? But the best thing that I've come to terms with is realizing that I take a supreme amount of joy into nurturing and catering to other people's success that eventually trails into my own. And what I mean by that is in my company, in the one brokerage, my best friend is one of our loan officers. My college roommate is one of our loan officers. Uh, two or three people that went to my high school are processors. I've created an environment that if people want to buy into it and believe in following me and like what I have to say, there's people who don't, that's fine. There's people who don't like pace. That's fine. I like him. I think a lot of people like him, right? I hope people feel that way about me. But if people can watch how I operate, how I host my onboarding training when somebody joins our company, how I lead people and how I build a structure and an environment for a successful company, and there's an opportunity for somebody to leave a job that they were doing and double or triple their income coming and working for me, or it enables them to become a real estate investor, or it enables them to become a subject matter expert. That's nothing with me. But it's an opportunity that provides people to achieve a higher level of what they were doing otherwise. And that's pretty cool. So I'd say my superpower is just I've found something that doesn't really do anything for me. It's not my personal growth. Obviously, my company growing benefits me. But it's not something one for one. Like I hire an employee and I get an immediate payback. A lot of times it's inverted. I have to invest and invest and train people and guide people and believe in people and like watch them mess up and fix it. But I found something that resonates so strongly with me with watching people grow and nurture under my leadership that it just, man, it drives me. It just motivates me to keep going and building and growing and providing more and more and more opportunities. I want to hire everybody I've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) I want to provide an opportunity where if you like what I'm saying, if you believe in it, if it's something that resonates with you, cool, let's come do it together. Right. That's amazing, man. Big time team guy. Love it. So. It sounds a little bit like, you know, I think I'm from Cleveland. So LeBron James from Cleveland, Akron, a area, bit. he had this, yeah. this group of people that as he moved along in the NBA, he partnered with them in business. And as he rose, they rose. So as you were talking about that, I'm like, damn, like he's got this real estate LeBron thing going on, which is one of the best things about LeBron. So yeah. kudos to you. And even now well, he's multi, whatever he's got billionaire. I think he received success and he's going and starting schools in Akron. How cool is that? I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I can definitely agree with that. Cause I've, I've kind of started uh, thinking along that line, you know, trying to trying to figure out like any, any sort of like businesses that may start to interest me. And I, I truly think what I would enjoy the most out of it is exactly what you're saying to where like, you can bring somebody on, you know, nurture them and watch them grow. I mean, like, I just think that that would be so unbelievably rewarding to be able to give somebody one, a career that they're actually enjoying two a career that they could be incredibly successful at. And you had a part of that success. And then and everybody gets to grow together. That's amazing. I love it, man. It's pretty cool. So definitely a rewarding feeling. Obviously, that that drive may be, you know, uh, uh, divided with other people. They may have a drive to like, I just want to be out for myself. I want to pass down to my kids. I don't really care. But that's fine. My my advice is not to do what I did. It's to find there's something in everybody's life where like, oh, that made me smile, right? Like when I saw my my first year of my college roommate, the amount of money he made, I know what he made with where he came from. And I'll always remember, he called me, his name's Alan. And he called me and he said, Christian, I am a really, and he really effing good loan officer. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he's like, you know, man, I'm a year in. And I just had this call with the client where he asked me every question going down the book of guidelines. 
and I knew everyone. And I'm like, that's awesome, man. He's like, no, I am a good loan officer. And I'm like, hell yeah, I love it. Right. And then I sent him his 1099 and I'm like, God damn, <laughs> that's pretty damn, good. He is a good loan you know? officer. I'm like, there he, he must be a good loan officer. <laughs> and that's that's what that was the first moment where I was like, man, this is paying off a little bit. That's cool. I get to see I was the best man at his wedding. The fact that I get to see oh. that guy grow and my other friends and people that have trusted me with their time, man, that's cool. Find that for you guys. If that's I want a really cool vacation property in every market so I could go take my family to all these beautiful places and not pay to live there. Cool. That's your why. Go do it. Right. But you got to have something that wakes you up in the morning that keeps you going. Cause man, even me, I, I wake up a lot of mornings and I don't feel like working it happens all the time, but then I have something like that happen with Alan or something like that happen with whoever else. And that feels pretty cool. That's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Christian. Thank you so much for coming on, man. This was absolutely amazing. So last question to kind of close it out. Where can people find more about you? You mentioned one brokerage, um, social media, uh, emails, yeah. uh, one brokerage specifically a way to get out. Like if there's, there's a rockstar loan officer out there that maybe wants to get a hold of you guys, what would be the best way that they could do that? Careers at the one brokerage.com. We got everything. If you could think of a word, we probably have the blank at the one brokerage.com. Um, but yeah, our website, the one brokerage has, has all that info. If you just Google one brokerage, we're the first thing that comes up. If you Google David green lending team or my name, it comes up. Um, but yeah, on social media, um, I'm not very active on social media. I do have a company that runs it for me. Um, I think I'm at the one broker on, on all social medias, TikTok, yep. Instagram, whatever. Um, that's, we, we basically just post content that I do on, on podcasts like this. Um, it's not a super crazy, you know, interesting social media, but it has a lot of good nuggets from the things that I've done. Um, but yeah, if anything that I said resonates to you, whether you want to be a client or even potentially work here, onebrokerage.com has, has what you're looking for. Um, get there, get in contact with me. Um, we can really have some fun with this thing. Amazing. Oh, yeah. All right. I think that uh, that's enough fire for one night. So I think uh, we're going to close this thing out. Yoni, you got any uh, any last words? I learned a lot. And uh, I would say this might be the one I learned the most about because this is an area, all this DSCR area, loan area is 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 uh, something that I would say I have less reps in. So I learned a lot. I'm sure we're going to be friends and be talking offline going forward a lot more. Let's do it. Yeah. Anything you need, I'm here for you. Amazing. Love it. All right. Well, this is another episode of the Fetch It podcast, and we will see you next week. Appreciate it, guys.